what I kind of learned from my first relationship is we put a lot of dependence on the other person to make us happy. Yeah. And I like the the fact that that Will Smith said what he said. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's so true. Like, I have to be happy and you have to be happy on your own. And then we can come together and be happy. That's healthy. That's healthy. Rather than like, I need to wake up and like, she needs to make me happy today. Because you guys both don't love yourself. Right. You feel me? Yo, what up, guys? It's Aiden Kalansky, and you're watching me on Living Large. Yeah. Welcome into the podcast, episode 24 of Living Large. First and foremost, guys, I want to give you guys a huge thanks for all the support on the recent two podcasts. They performed extremely well. Uh, just drop a like on this one. You know, it goes a long way. It's super simple. You just got to tap the button. We got Aiden Kalansky on the show today. What's Welcome, on, bro. Mark? Is this your first podcast? This is not my first podcast. That's some fucking bullshit. I want you off this podcast and just go be somewhere else. You know what? Fuck off. I don't want to be here anyway. <laughs> I was forced what? to be here. Welcome into the show, bro. The New Jersey native, the big Philadelphia Eagle fan. Yeah, tell you what, your boy's back in town. Is that how you sound out there, eh? That's not really how we sound, but that's how people think we sound. (laughs) So Aiden got his start on Vine, yeah? Yeah, towards the end of Vine. Uh, Oh, so you're rest in peace. I'm so sorry. You and Lance really hit it off. Yeah. Talk about that and, and starting out on Vine and then the transition over to Facebook and then... We'll, we'll get into everything, but yeah. let's talk about what made you want to make vines. What's crazy about this is I feel like a lot of a lot of times in these situations, it's like someone decides they want to pursue a dream and no one supports them. Right. But it was the opposite with me. I did not want to do this. <laughs> I was just watching people, other people make videos. I was like, this is awesome. And then my mom comes up to me one day. She's like, true story. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Uh, watch, watching videos. Your mom said that. My to you? mom said that. To you me. know what's funny? Uh, I'm not gonna like say what you guys say, but I, Aiden showed me his conversations he has with his mom. <laughs> you guys say the most reckless shit, bro. Like I've never seen a, a mother son relationship bro, like yours. So that's actually I believe it based on the conversation. Yeah, I've seen. she's we're we're brutally honest with each other. Yeah, that's you really know what funny. I mean. Jersey people, New York people are mm-hmm. like Tough that's love. blunt. People in New York. Bro. Oh, absolutely, bro. Anyway, she's like, what the hell are you doing? With she's your like, life? what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, watching videos. Why are you watching people do this when you could be doing it yourself? Because I, I love making people laugh. I'm a goofball. Right. You know right. how it is. You like we to hang think out. so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Take a sip of water. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. So, kind of just tried it one day. Lance and I started making some videos. How do you know Lance? Just friends? Uh, yeah, we grew up together. Oh, so you guys started making them together. He yeah. wasn't like already big on Vine? He was. He oh, was. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so we had like a YouTube channel when yeah. we were probably 13, 14 years old. Didn't really stick with that. Right. He started doing Vines and then uh, I hopped on there with him, had so much fun, was acting like an animal and some of them took off. That's pretty crazy. You started to build a following. When did you realize, oh, fuck, I can make money from this? I think once I started to see other people doing it. I had no idea that it was a thing. Right. And then, was, I, Did you have a job before or were you just chilling at home? Um, I was doing some construction work. I used to work on log cabins. And then during the winter, dude, I would go out in the snow, shovel for like 50 hours nonstop. You'd shovel driveways? Shovel driveways, shovel like big parking lots, drive salt trucks, plows. So like complete career switch for me. Oh, absolutely. Manual labor into like... I mean, it's still like hard labor and yeah. a, lot, a lot of people don't understand that when they get into it. They're like, oh, you just make videos like it's so easy. You know what I'm saying? Well, what's what's funny about that is 
everyone gets to see the glorified versions of it, but right. they don't see behind the scenes. Right, right. You know, even stuff like what we're doing now, hours go into preparation of yeah, this, yeah. like setting up a whole studio and everything. A lot goes into it. Yeah, absolutely. So you got on Vine, rest in peace, shifted over to Facebook. What made you decide to live in Los Angeles? Because my podcast is called Living Large. Living Large like, in Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly, basically. Yeah, um, same thing, family and friends. And Lance actually had a place out here at the time. So he's like, why don't Did he live in Vine, 1600 Vine? Yeah. Which everyone already knows by now. Everyone moved in this same apartment complex. We've talked about this a hundred times on the podcast. You move in with Lance. Yeah. And uh, came out here, tried it out, staying out here. And I had so much fun, dude. Love the energy. Lots I, of women. I felt... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't hurt. It definitely doesn't hurt. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> but yeah, just meeting a lot of like-minded people... I was like, this is an environment I need to be around. Like meeting people like yourself and George and Jake Logan, all those guys together. There's just so much energy in one place. And I right. felt like we were all alike. Yeah, you know? it's actually funny you say that because I've said this on the podcast before. It's super important when pursuing a career path to surround yourself with like-minded people mm. because a lot of people aren't going to really understand. But if you surround yourself with people that do understand, they're going to push you. They're going to motivate you. Obviously, it paid off. You got a mill on Insta. You got millions on Facebook. Um, but what, what, let's talk about the shift in social media because it went Vine, it went Facebook, it went Instagram, and then YouTube. Where did, where did you feel like social media started to become more than just posting to your friends? And kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, at what point? Like more pressure or, yeah, at what point were you like, fuck, this is like a lot to handle. I think when things just started to go up by the tens of thousands and then hundreds of thousands, you start to realize that you're not just putting stuff out there for your friends anymore. Right. You're putting stuff that's going to be seen by thousands of people, you know, judged by thousands of people. People may take you as a role model already. So I'm saying things and I have little kids watching right, right. Or, or people that I never would have imagined seeing my stuff. So then that's when I'd say the pressure picked up. Like, this is not, this is not just posted on Instagram right. anymore. Did you ever put a brand friendly tag on yourself where it's like you can't do stuff or did you try to push the envelope and do like savage shit? I try to be organic. Okay. You feel me? I, I don't want to sway. I, I'll never act a way that's, that's not myself. So I won't try to go out of my way to be a savage. I won't try to go out of my way to be a saint. It's uh -huh. kind of whatever comes up at the time. Right, but I'm, okay. always, I'm always just mindful of like somewhat being a good influence. That's really good. So you went from doing construction to making videos. And what's your end goal now? I want to be in film. I love the movies. and it's Like, like be an actor, be a director? Yeah. yeah and how are you going to get there? Because a lot of people are like... A lot of people these days, they want to be YouTubers yeah. and that's absolutely fine. That's great. But it does have a, an end date. You know, yeah. you can't be a YouTuber the rest of your life. Like if you're 40, 50 years old, who's going to watch you yeah. for 20 plus years? You know, people, waves happen. People, good people come, they go, they come back. Like it all happens in waves. So really at the end of the day, when you want to be a YouTuber, you have to have a bigger goal in mind. Cause sure. Yeah. You can make quick cash. You can make, yeah. you know, the Logan Paul money, the Shane Dawson money the Jeffree Star money, you can make all these millions for a few years, which maybe, you know, if you're smart, invest it and then you're set. But like end goal wise, you kind of have to look at something more sustainable, in my opinion. 100%. I'm all about longevity, too. That's why um, I think it's important to to never really sell out. Right. It, it's OK to 
to follow a trend sometimes, but you can't rely on those. Right, of because course. Because they're short-lived, you know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of, uh, fuck, I just had a train of thought, and then I looked at my phone, and someone was calling me, and I lost <laughs> it. Um, you know, it's, oh, so the sellout thing, it's interesting, because when brand deals started to first come around on Instagram, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you posted a brand deal, like, it was like a jealous thing, but yeah. like a spite thing. Like, oh, that's kind of, he's a sellout. He's a sellout. He's a sellout. But now I feel like since YouTube became such a uh, flex driven thing. 100%. Everyone fucks with people making money now. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, but anyways, let, <laughs> let's shift the conversation. I want to like do a little pause. I like to do 20 questions with my my guests, but I have an interesting question thing for you interesting question huh it's like funny questions to ask and i want to see what you can come up with here okay what sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to baseball why just watching everyone try to swing and they would be all over the place probably falling on their asses i like that one Yeah. yeah what is something that everyone looks stupid doing blowing your nose Okay. Okay. What is something that is really popular now, but in five years, everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like just like these these lip syncing videos. I don't know. Oh it's not my, my thing. God. I can't do it, bro. I can't do it. Oh my god! I know musically or, uh, or it's TikTok now. Yeah. <laughs> what inanimate <laughs> object do you wish you could eliminate from existence? Rocks, because I always step on them. I feel like. Or Legos. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Legos. What is the weirdest thing you have seen in someone else's home? Dude, one time I went over to my friend's house. I swear to God, I almost called the cops. <laughs> so I wanted to borrow a jacket from him. Uh-huh. And I opened up his <laughs> I opened up his closet and he had a Michael Myers mask and a bat. Oh, jeez. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? What is this guy? Is this guy a killer? I guess he was just trying to like scare somebody. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. The weirdest thing I've seen in someone else's home, I went over to my buddy's house. You know him. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> And I was like holding up this like vase thingy. I don't know what it was. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's an artifact, blah, blah, blah. He's like, do you know what's in it? Fucking cremated body, bro. Oh, no. And he had it as a decoration. That's not I a decoration. Was like, what the heck? Yeah. What part of a kid's movie completely scarred you? Oh, um, Air Bud. So Air Bud's one of my favorite movies. Oh, me too. Great he's, movie. He's good at every sport, yeah. first of all. Yeah. He should get a contract. <laughs> so anyway, Air Bud, the scene when he's like, no, buddy, I don't want you anymore. I don't want you. Go away. Oh. And the dog's like walks away all sad. Like that ripped my heart out. You know what's funny? The, the scene that scarred me was also a dog movie. My dog Skip, when they oh, like, no. the people came and hurt. Yeah, I cried. I remember watching that as a kid. That was really bad. What used to be considered trashy, but now is very classy. I just feel like clothing in general, you know, on on all spectrums, men, women, everyone dresses to kind of to kind of show off yeah. whatever they got. Yeah, and back yeah. in the day, it was about conserving that. Yeah, of course. Times have definitely changed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is the funniest joke you know by heart? You got anything? My career. Let's go. <laughs> What's the best type of cheese? Oh, I'm definitely a, a mozzarella or a ricotta guy. Okay, okay. In one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? The internet is unlimited. What would be the absolute worst name you could give your child? Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I don't oh, know, man. Something about, something about Marvin. 
<laughs> All right, this is the last one. What's the best Wi-Fi name you've ever seen? Hide your kids, hide your Wi-Fi. We had that. Yes. But that's a common one. Yeah. That's like not unique. At our old place when I lived with Logan, we used to have that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let's talk about this. So you moved out to Los Angeles. You have had to have been on some dates in your three, four years out here. Give me some juice, bro. What's the most awkward, uncomfortable situation you've been in? Oh, God. Okay. You were uh, telling me earlier about that, that three-way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Me and these, no, so a few years ago, um, there was this girl I had a crush on and finally got the balls to ask her out. So we're going out for sushi. and Took it for sushi. She wanted to fuck, so you took it to go. Told him don't even plate it, and that's what she took you. Uh, well, damn. A little drizzy line there. Yeah, Mark's got some bars, I guess. <laughs> so take this girl to sushi. And like halfway through the dinner, my stomach is really oh, upset. No, really upset to the point where I'm like, "Am I gonna shit myself?" <laughs> I'm am sure gonna, every dude's been through this. Am I gonna? Am I gonna get sick? I didn't know what was gonna happen, uh-huh. and she kept looking at me like really weird. And it's grumbling, and you're like, "Yeah." She could tell I was uncomfortable, but yeah, I yeah. just like playing it off. She's like, and, "Is it me?" <laughs> yeah. So I went to the bathroom, and I got sick. I got sick so much, but it wasn't from the food. It was just because I was so nervous hanging out with this girl, bro. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, that was. So what'd you do? That was, that was our last date. But no, really. Yeah. Did you ever talk to her again? <laughs> yeah, we're cool. Uh, did you close the deal? You know, <laughs> you know, I might have. I'll take that. So it, yeah. it turned out to be okay. It turned out to be okay. But That's like, the worst. You know what's funny? I like think back to high school and like hanging out with girls in high school was like. I feel like I was such a bitch because I felt so nervous. Yeah. Every single time. I was like scared. Same. Because, I don't know, you're just young and immature and like, you don't want to like, you don't want people to find out (laughs) and stuff like that. Yeah. My thing was always like, I would be so nervous sometimes. I would play it off, but I would be like walking up to a girl and it would take me five seconds to say hi. I'd just be like, hey. (laughs) Hey. I feel like you would play it off very well. Yeah. Maybe I didn't show it. Well, I graduated high school a virgin. I don't know if I've ever said that. I'm proud of that. I used to get made fun of. Hey, it's okay, bro. No, of course it's okay. I, I was very pussy. dedicated to like... <laughs> what'd you say? Nothing. What I the? said you pussy. Damn it. Guys, if you're listening and you're a virgin, that's great. I yeah. applaud that. I appreciate that. Um, because yeah, I was, dude, I was focused on like... You know what's funny? I was so worried, and I and I think a lot of people are like this, about what other people were going to think of me in terms of what I was doing in life, especially living in a small town. And, like, I was very smart, but I was I didn't act smart, you know? Like, I was a class clown. Like, I acted like I was an idiot. I didn't, mm-hmm. like, I, but I was, like, always getting A's and stuff. I just, like, looking back on your life, what's something that you wish you would have done differently maybe growing up? that you can give advice to, to some young kid listening? Um, so I, I definitely, I definitely resonate with the, you know, trying to live up to a role. Like if, if you're perceived as the class clown, you feel like you always have to act crazy. You always have to act funny. Um, so, so I would say that be yourself, be whatever you, you feel in the moment, you know, don't feel you have to live up to anyone else's expectations. And, don't put don't put too much pressure on yourself because I think I used to beat myself up too much a lot, mm-hmm. and then um, as I got older, I kind of just realized like you're gonna fail, you're gonna fail, and then you're gonna succeed even more because you failed those times. You know, has so, there like, been a time where you've failed and you felt really down and like 
for example, being out here in Los Angeles, has there ever been a time where you're like, fuck, man, like, I don't want to go back home? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. How did you deal with that situation and overcome it? Kind of just kind of just knowing that it's just temporary mm-hmm. and you'll get through it and that there's millions of other people all over the world going through things that are a lot worse. So right, right. Then you just got to work harder, bust your ass and find a way to get to that next tier. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks also in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. How do you feel about the shift in your career? Like I, like we talked about earlier, from Vine to Facebook to Instagram. Now I know you're DJing. You're like you're practicing yeah, being a little a, bit. becoming a DJ, making some music. Is that something that you thought would happen, or are you shifting in t- to adapt? I definitely like to adapt, but I did not see these types of things happening. I think it's so amazing that we have these larger platforms now where we can upload longer content because I feel like we can show us right you can't show you in six seconds of course yeah you can but it's it's not you Mm -hmm. so now you get to share all these different aspects of your life with people and you know connect with all these people with those different things (laughs) we're just like staring at each other for like two seconds (laughs) I was like trying to think of uh the next question to ask yeah no it's cool um, what do you think of all this stuff going on with the news? It's with the um, the guy on that Empire TV show. Oh, I called it from the start. Really? So I'm not really familiar with it, but I I just talked to my dad on the phone and he talked to me about it, and I was like, whoa, like yeah, that's some pretty intense shit. I'm very upset. I'm really upset because I'm upset. I'm upset. Fifty <laughs> Um, I'm upset though because it's such a serious topic, and it's such a serious matter. So even if he got attacked, that's horrible. What's the story, basically? Because I'm unfamiliar okay. with what happened. So the story is that he was, uh, he was walking in the middle of the night, early, early morning in Chicago, and was attacked by two guys that yelled MAGA country, and you know they called him mm-hmm. some racial slurs and some other derogatory terms. And uh, you know it was a hate crime. They right. poured bleach on him, all oh, this, all this stuff. Fuck? Yeah, so that was the report. He had a noose around his neck, they said. And it was this awful, awful description of a, of a hate crime. And very well may have ha- had happened, you yeah. know, the way it was worded. But um, so... So something came out that he hired them. Something came out that how, he hired the guys. How did that come about? How did that news come about? They, they searched hundreds of hours of footage in the city, and they found two guys that they thought may have been suspects. Uh-huh. And they brought them in, they questioned them, and I guess the guys gave them some details, like, this guy hired us. But he still denies it. So he still so denies he it. So so they could be. I mean, it could be. You don't c- know. Yeah. That that's why I'm upset about this. Mm-hmm. Is because if he got attacked, 
it's horrible. Yeah. It's tragic, you know, for, for people in those communities, mm -hmm. you know, that are, that, that overcome struggles every yeah. day and put up with abuse. If it didn't happen, it's even worse almost yeah, because yeah. he's someone that already has a voice. He already yeah. has the power to, to make a statement about, about those issues. You know, you could, you could voice your opinion on those matters. You could, you could make a movement. You right. could, so yeah, it's interesting. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Like what, what the actual truth is. Cause I, I know that he's denying it obviously. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll <laughs> there, see, we'll see what some happens. other news. Did you see the news about Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian? Briefly, you want to kind of give me the rundown? <laughs> Basically, from what I'm gathering, Tristan Thompson cheated on. I'm sorry, I'm not. I don't. I shouldn't laugh about this. <laughs> but it's just like there's so many things that happen in this family's life that yeah. it's like it's literally a movie. It is. You can't write this. No. Apparently, Tristan cheated on Chloe with Kylie Jenner's best friend and roommate Jordan Woods. Man. Oh. That's why I saw the trending hashtags yeah. today. But part of me, dude, part of me thinks that this is a setup. You never Just know Just based nowadays. on the history of like Chris Jenner's geniusness <laughs> with like publicity and PR stunts. Yeah. Like something has to be happening in the Kardashian world that this they need the eyeballs on. You need them. the buzz. Because every time, for example, when Kanye went on about the Trump stuff. He was the most talked about person on the internet. Guess what? I'm dropping an album next week. Right. It's all to get the eyeballs on him. And then... Uh, it's all about the monies. What's her name? Didn't Kylie announce that she, or that she was pregnant or the baby when uh, the Super Bowl was happening last year? Yeah. They just do things super strategically to, get all, the, yeah, to get all the eyeballs. And even when um, Tristan cheated on her the first time, it was like when she was in labor... And wow, it's like I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he, he was seen with another girl, right, in Cleveland or something like that. Shout out Cleveland, um, <laughs> hometown, hometown. But I think it's so hard for me to believe anything that that family does is real, because reality TV isn't real. It's not real. It's scripted reality. Yeah, like you have a goal in mind to achieve at the end of the show, and it's like, hey guys, let's start an argument today about this, yeah. and then we'll overcome it. You know, it's reality entertainment, is what it is. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Me and George got in this huge fight yesterday. We were yelling at each other. Yeah, and this is like a funny thing because we're best boys, we're roommates. This morning, we're good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it brushes off. Yeah. Why is it that guys can just be like, ah, oh, all right, man, like, you know, bridge or what, what's that expression? Bridge under trouble water. Bridge over troubled waters. Whatever, something like that. Um, we just throw it under the rug and like. I feel like girls can't do that. I agree, man. I agree. I don't know why that is, but I, I've noticed the same thing growing up too. Do you I have feel any like, stories like that where it's like you and your boy got in a fight or something like that? Um, not not quite like someone I was already friends with, but this kid had some beef with me and wanted to start a fight with me, and I just went up to him. I'm like, "Yo, I never said anything about you, so I don't know why you have a problem with me." Next thing you, you know, came up to him starting shit. No, he was uh, like already talking shit about me behind my back and online and stuff. So I came up to him. Oh, you, was, can, you were one of those guys. Yeah. Well, I was like, yo, like, I don't have a problem with you. So I don't know why you have a problem with me. Like, I never said shit about you. Next thing you know, we're like boys all of a sudden. Just, why? Because he was a pussy? Yeah. I feel nah, like people that talk shit online. Even. I feel like people that talk shit online, if you go up to them and confront them in person, like, they're pussies. 
Yeah. Just like generally speaking, though, like we get over shit quick. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's kind of like something. In, and I don't know if we talked about this. I talked about this with my other buddy uh, just because you and me both recently going through breakups. I don't know if you want to share any of that stuff. Um, but something that I've realized is like a lot of your happiness has to do with you. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like happiness kinda, comes down to your self-worth. Right. You got to know what you're worth. And, and then you're fine. Like if, if you choose to let small things go, yep. like you're going to be so much happier in life. Like for example, stuff like me and George getting in a fight. I was, I was, I was pissed about it. Yeah. And I was like, fuck George. Like I'm not going to talk to him all day. And then I went to the gym. I cleared my head and I was like, at the end of the day, I'm like, damn, he's my boy. He's been there for me for two, three years. Um, this is stupid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, why am I going to choose to be upset about this? And I, and I realized one little thing, you right. Know? And I realized something like I started the day with bad energy and that's not something that I want to do because I've been waking up at five 30 every morning, going to the gym. Mark has been grinding, I've been grinding, he's at been the gym. grinding. And I woke up and I was just sour, bro. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to, I don't want this to dictate my day. Yeah. That's and so it's so real, insane how energy can shift once you like mentally shift it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And you are who you hang out with. So like the negative energy was there and we were negative, but then like I just shifted it and I literally like DM'd him. I'm like, I just made fun of him and I was just like, could tell that I moved on from yeah. like our argument and he was good and he came down and we like apologized and shit. And it's like, it's fucking man shit right there. Yeah. That's so real, bro. That's, that's awesome of you too, to be able to just look past that shit because like you said, you can't, you can't let one little thing define you. Right. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. All about good energy, man. I saw this I saw this quote the other day and it said, "Did you really have a bad day or did you just have a bad couple hours and let that energy dictate the rest of your day?" That's actually a really good quote. You know, so you could be like, "Fuck, that that sucked, but I'm going to try and move on it. I'm going to try and move on and enjoy the rest of my day." How do you keep a positive mindset because something I admire about you is like I mean, obviously Instagram's the highlight reel, but every time I see you on the gram and all that shit, you're always having a good time. I'm just a happy person, man. I'm blessed to have great people in my life. I'm doing something I love every single day. The sun is shining most of the time in LA. I'm just a, I'm a happy guy. What's something that gets you down? Something that gets me down is, uh, besides your girlfriend breaking up with you. (laughs) 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 Sucks everything out of you. Rips the heart out yeah. right now. <laughs> um, probably, I feel like I'm someone that's always been accepted, and I'm grateful for that. So if if I ever feel like I if I under deliver, you know, if if I'm not being funny enough or fun enough for people, it's like I I do still struggle with like that role playing. You know, when you're the fun guy, mm-hmm. not like a mushroom. When you're like the <laughs> fun guy, you always have to be that. The fun hype entertaining guy and it gets tiring so uh stuff like that and then like you know career stuff career you can get down on yourself like oh fuck i really wanted to get that audition Uh i really wanted to get that part stuff like that but um overall like emotionally i'm I'm always pretty happy that's really good i I, uh actually saw something that will smith said about him and his wife you can't depend on someone else to make you happy no He's like, I have to wake up and I have to be happy today. My wife has to wake up and she has to be happy. And we need to bring that happiness together in order for a relationship to work. And I think what I kind of learned from my first relationship is 
We put a lot of dependence on the other person to make us happy. Yeah. And I like the the fact that that Will Smith said what he said. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's so true. Like, I have to be happy and you have to be happy on your own. And then we can come together and be happy. That's healthy. That's healthy. Rather than like, I need to wake up and like, she needs to make me happy today. Because you guys both don't love yourself. Right. You feel me? Will Smith is talking about loving yourself and knowing your self-worth. Yeah, I know. They both know their self-worth, like you said, so they're coming together. I think that's something really hard to find, too. I think it takes time to mature. Like, we're always maturing every single day. We're always changing. I'm 25, and I'm just starting to, like, think about these types of things. Because my whole life, I haven't thought about that shit. You know, I just kind of, like, woke up and lived day by day. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, damn, I need... I have a lot more time on my hands. Yeah. So I'm like obviously in my thoughts and shit. And I'm like, damn, you know, like I could have handled that situation better. I think one of the things that comes with like uh, relationships and is accountability. Absolutely. Being accountable. You got to be my, able to admit when you're wrong. Right. And there, there's a funny quote in a relationship for the guy. You can either be right or you can be happy. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so from now on, I'm just going to choose to be happy. <laughs> I like that. That ass, bro. Yeah. Play but uh, what's in the safe. works for you? What's in the works for me? Um, so I was just working on a, a Facebook show like the past the past month and a half. Uh-huh. Can't say what it is yet, but it'll be uh, okay. Be coming out soon. So I was working on that. Um, really, just trying to transition more into the acting stuff, bro. It's so much you fun. Want auditions? Yeah. How hard is that? It's tough, <clears throat> especially in the room, because if you're on a tape, you could get, you know. 50 takes Take, until yeah. you get your perfect thing. When you walk in there, you got one shot. That's it. And they either like you or they don't. So it's actually really, uh, nerve wracking mm-hmm. and the self tapes are super easy. So guys, basically in acting, you can either audition in two separate ways. You can send in a self tape, which is you filming yourself against a white wall, doing the lines to someone else that's off camera, or you go into the room and you sit in the lobby and you wait and you have other people there. You see your competition. Hear other competition. You hear other competition, especially if it's like a loud <laughs> role. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't practice it that way. Yeah. And you hear some guy going before you and you're like, whoa, he did that completely different than I'm practicing it. Now you're in your head. Second you're like, guessing Shit. You're second guessing like, did I do this right? Did I interpret this character right? And then you go in there and then it's like you're, you're nervous and you – it's really about – in my opinion, when you enter the room, they look at how you look first, obviously, Definitely. and they know if you have the role or not, or a chance at getting the role. Because yeah. they have a vision in mind. You have to fit that visual what they want. Exactly. And then hopefully you can deliver, and hopefully you can memorize your lines, and hopefully you can deliver it the way you intended on delivering it, and the right way. There's so many things involved so many variables. in acting, which is why it is so difficult and discouraging, because in social media, I'm, I'm pushing my <laughs> He's like, there's so many. What things. I enjoy about social media is I'm in full control of everything. I, I cast myself, you know what I'm saying? I You're come up editing. with my, I, I do everything and everything is in my control. When you go into act, nothing is in your control except what you bring to the table. Absolutely. And then you have the decision of the casting director, then the director, then the producer. And then you have all this competition. It's so hard but it's so important to stay motivated and not discourage. So if you guys want to be actors, I'm still trying. I've been in two things. Yeah, I'm You're still, still trying. I've been in a couple of things. It's it's tough. It's a lot of work. So that's why in the meantime, we do social media. We do music. We do all these things to keep us busy and make right. money. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But that's think, really good. I think social media is cool too because 
now the level of stuff that you know shot and produced you get your practice in acting yeah of it's, course it's not it's not like back when in the day when you're turning out you're content just, yeah it's not like back in the day where you're just going yeah. on the, on the oh, camera yeah, for a couple seconds you're actually acting yeah it's really it's still internet acting we call it internet acting yeah. versus like acting yeah. acting which acting is like you don't really act you just like live live you know what i'm yeah. saying like if you this is acting essentially you know what i'm saying just being myself yeah but yeah becoming the character it's super hard but that's really dope man i mean I, i'm excited you know you got to manifest that shit yeah. we were talking oh, about this the other day definitely. like Good things will come if you think positively and put yourself in that mindset. And what's funny is, you know, you were talking about just attracting better energy and like happier people hanging out with happier people. I feel like you and I specifically haven't hung out for a while. Very long time. Relationships get in the way of a lot of things. Very long time. Yeah. It happens. Well, that's what happens. You spend a lot of time with your significant other and you kind of drift away from everyone else because nothing else in your life matters. It happens, you know, but it's it's all But now we're fucking back, bro. Now we're fucking back. Yeah. We're here. No, but it's really good because like that's something that I've been trying to do too. Yeah. um, Is rekindle old friendships, uh, re-spark the flame because it's like... You're good people, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And there's never been a moment in time where me and you haven't hung out and had a good time. Absolutely, but kind of where I'm getting at with that is I feel like lately we've both been on these just upward climbs of how great we're feeling about right, right. everything, and we've been hanging at like the best time. Yeah, we've been manifesting because, yeah. just good energy, good things happening. I myself, I can't speak about some things, but I'm doing some things that have come. Uh it's just all about mindset, man. And yeah, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Living Large. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for having me, bro. I had yeah, so much fun. I enjoyed talking, man. Absolutely. And I'll see you guys next week. Uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Doses. Hi, I'm Arusha Pires, host of a new podcast called Investing with IBD. Here are a few snippets from the conversations that we're having. Facebook, you know, it's coming back. I was really treating it as a counter trend kind of stock. You have these really fast moving stocks. You want to have a little bit slower moving stocks yeah, also definitely. in your portfolio. What Bill observed after sitting through many market corrections is that the market will come down, but you need to wait a few days and see if there's going to be continued power. And that's where he came up with the follow through day concept. One of the most interesting things is, you know, utilities have actually been very, very strong over the last 52 weeks. The work that we've done on yield curve inversion suggests that after the yield curve inverts, over the next year, utility performance is actually not that good. Come join the conversation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.